Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, Joe Zagacki back with you. Alex Dono with us tonight. Alex Dono, host of uh, Locked on Canes and also our post-game host uh, during the University of Miami football season. Uh, glad to be joined now by J.D. Piquel from Hard Count on 3. J.D. with a... Uh, uh, national view of what's going on in college football. That's uh, what we'll do. We'll also dip into the University of Miami a little bit. J.D., thanks uh, for being with us. We really appreciate it. I guess I'd start uh, with this. Uh, things are really cramped in the December calendar for college football. Next year, you toss in. At this time, we'll be going into the extra round of playoffs. Are they going to do anything about the calendar? Uh, early signing day, uh, portal, any of that stuff, because a lot of this stuff is going to get jammed up. Well, first of all, it's a pleasure to be on with you, talking to the, the good people in South Florida, man. A lot of respect for y'all show and what y'all do. I mean, love uh, love all the content that y'all are, are producing. Uh, to answer your question, man, if, if they don't, they're not going to do that for long. Like, I think yeah. it might be a thing where we get through this first year of the expanded playoff and trying to just cram a million different things into a shoebox of a window and, you know, we'll get through it and then we'll see a bunch of good people leave college football, unfortunately, whether it be personnel staffers or coaches, like it's just, it's quite frankly impossible to keep this same pace going for the people involved in the sport that are working in the sport at a, at a team level. And so uh, I don't know that we'll get the changes we need in that first year, but I think when you look down the line to year three, year four, year five, uh, you would hope that more common sense would prevail so that we're able to, to keep the best people possible involved with the sport and they don't leave for a much more leisurely uh, NFL calendar that has a better work-life balance and better for uh, for other facets of your life. So that's kind of my, my initial thoughts on it. But regardless, uh, we're jumping headfirst into this thing, man. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens and we'll, we'll brace for impact. Yo, J.D., speaking of bracing for impact, I thought you did a tremendous job on your show today, just being really clear and navigating all the transfer portal madness, specifically with the quarterback visits, because people want to hear about these quarterbacks. And Miami fans want to hear about Cam Ward. Uh, Cam Ward is is on campus at the University of Miami as we speak. It's his first uh, official transfer portal visit. Where do you think the Hurricanes might stand with him compared to the competition? And how do you think Cam Ward could fit in Shannon Dawson's offense? Yeah, I mean, for starters, I think I think he fits well um, when it comes to that offense being kind of more quarterback friendly. It felt like we saw in the first part of this year what that offense could be when Tyler Van Dyke was really humming along. The Texas A&M game comes to mind. Um, really allows your quarterback to be able to get the ball to playmakers in space and allows you to kind of take advantage of those safeties with the to, to you know, put a broad point on it, being able to run the football effectively and mess with uh, their picture. But all that to say, I think Cam Ward fits well from a, from a skill set perspective. Um, how does he st- or how does Miami stack up in Cam Ward's recruitment is a tremendous question. And if I had the answer, I'd probably be in the studio right now getting a, getting a video set for wherever he was going <laughs> to end up at. Um, but but I think the the feeling for me is 
Miami just checks a lot of boxes. Um, as I'm sure y'all are, are well aware, you'd have to imagine a guy like Cam Ward is pretty high on their list. And I think he'll be the first domino to fall. Like, I don't think it'll be a thing where we see another quarterback commit to Miami or commit to Florida State before Cam Ward makes his decision on, on where he's going to end up. I think he's probably, you know, pretty clearly one of the top priority for a lot of these schools. And, I mean, credit to Miami for having their ducks in a row, you'd imagine, from an NIL perspective to be competitive for a guy like Cam Ward. And credit Mario Cristobal for continuing to push the envelope when it comes to having the right guy behind center for him. Because it, it would be very easy for him to say, you know what, we got Emory Williams. We feel pretty good about where we stand. You know, we're, we're just going to kind of see this thing through and see where things stand this time next year. I mean, the sense of urgency to say, no, I want to win right now. We need to take advantage of this roster, this young talent we have on campus right now. The best way to do that from by nature of them having Cam Ward on campus for a visit is, uh, is to go and get the right guy playing quarterback. So how he stacks up, I mean, you have to imagine him taking his first visit to Miami speaks volumes to how he feels about Coral Gables and how he feels about maybe fitting in uh, in the 305. So as they say, let the games begin. Yeah, it's a busy couple days because you know Miami has uh, Cam Ward on campus in today, uh, today into tomorrow. They had Will Howard from Kansas State visiting yesterday into today. Uh, I, I love your take on Howard. You know, I know that, again, like Ward, there's a lot of teams interested out there. I hear some USC buzz for him. Uh, tell the folks out there who may not have watched him as much your opinions on Howard. You know, I think coming from Kansas State, there's sort of this reputation that precedes you as a quarterback playing playing in Manhattan. There's kind of the side of the, oh, it's kind of a gimmicky offense, and it's, you know, not quite as orthodox. But, I mean, we, whenever you watch Will Howard spin it this year, like especially against Texas, the way that he pushed them back into that football game, throwing the ball downfield, throwing four touchdowns in that game, that to me told me a lot about his ability to be a true drop-back passer as a quarterback. Um, also a guy that's played a lot of football. I mean, he's, he's played for four years at a established operation at Kansas State. He's got a Big 12 title to his name. So um, I think he's an interesting fit at Miami. Now, if I'm Will Howard, I think it probably could, could be a thing for, for both parties, the best case, where you know, if you want to flex your muscle as a passing quarterback, the place that throws the football the most would be USC between those two options of Miami and, and going uh, all the way over to Los Angeles. So, We'll see how these things shake out. Again, the feeling you would have is they probably would, would lean towards a guy like Cam Ward and seeing what he wants to do before they, you know, make a move on a guy like Will Howard. But um, I think regardless, if you end up with either one of those guys, uh, you're a lot closer to having the answer you would need to compete for potentially a conference championship in, in 2024. Now, those are possible incomings. Uh, within the last two hours, we come to find out Tyler Van Dyke has gone to Wisconsin, visited there over the weekend. Clearly, the visit went well. Um, I, I hope TVD goes out there and has a great season. What do you think of the fit, Van Dyke, with the Badgers? You know, I really like the fit. And one of the things that we said for him coming into this whole portal experience was get back to what you do well. And we, we remember in 2021, man, he was awesome. Like we were talking about in 2022, hey, is he going to be a guy that goes to the draft after this year? You know, there was a lot of people doing their quarterback power rankings, and he was like a top five guy in a lot of those conversations, then totally just dropped off in that new offense in 22. And then in 23, he started hot and didn't have the best finish to the year. So I guess all that's to say, uh, seeing him go back to an offense that's similar to what they did under Rhett Lashley a little bit more, air raid-esque sort of approach at Wisconsin with Phil Longo running the show. Um, I think that's going to be a good fit. And, again, I, I may be the last one out here on this branch, fellas, 
supporting TVD, but I have a hard time believing the guy just physically doesn't have it. Now, now we, we may get to this point next year and say, well, hey, that was, you know, that was maybe the, the branch to get off of. But as a whole, man, I just I really think that guy who was the rookie of the year in 2021 just needs to be put in the right system and maybe be uh, be supported a little bit and and uh, get some some more uh, some more confidence in that regard. So I really like that. I think he's going to do well at Wisconsin. Traditionally big offensive line, running game. Phil Longo knows him. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, obviously didn't coach him in the ACC, but saw him play and was aware of, uh, of Van Dyke. So I think it's going to be a good fit for him. I have this question. Last time I looked, I think there were 1,300 guys in, in the transfer portal. How many are not going to get out? How many aren't going to find a place? Ooh, that's a great question, man. And that's then a what great happens? question. It, it's, it's classic. No, I think, I think you're 100% on the money, man. Like, it's a classic, uh, not enough chairs and when that music stops and this game of musical chairs is over like there's very very good likelihood that some guys are left out um and what happens to them i mean truthfully i I genuinely have no idea um i guess the immediate thought if i'm putting myself in that position is okay well maybe you try and get get a walk-on spot somewhere um maybe you drop down to the fcs level um and the unfortunate reality is for a lot of these kids that that jumped in the portal expecting to go to a better situation very quickly found out like and my market value, I mean, forget NIL, just my, my value as a player maybe isn't as high as I wanted it to be, or maybe the grass wasn't as green as I thought it would be. So um, in those situations, your heart breaks for a kid because that, you know, is, is giving up a, a chance to play college football at the level that you were previously at and having to drop down, probably not on the list of to-dos for a lot of these guys. So I guess to answer your question directly, man, I, I have no idea, but I think we're going to find out here pretty quickly. J.D. Piquel on three is with us. Uh, J.D., Miami has been trending pretty positively, very positively in recruiting. Um, You know, some of the services have Miami in the top five or right in the area of top five. How strong do you think they can finish this class of 2024? I think they can really close. I mean, if if we've known anything about Mario Cristobal, his ability to close, especially close to signing day, is, is strong and um, they're right there in the mix. And, and that's kind of the thing with me. Like, there's court, sort of this national perception because of how well Florida State's done, you know, and, and the whole snapshot that people think of with Miami not taking a year or take, taking a knee this year against Georgia Tech. It's like, that's a really good, young, talented roster. That Going back to what I was saying, like, if they get the right quarterback there, they could be in really good shape. And um, one of the things we said about Mario Cristobal when he took the Miami job was at the very least he's going to be aggressive when it comes to talent acquisition both on the portal and on the recruiting trail. And, I mean, so far, last year had a top-10 class, and right now also training for a top-10 class. So um, all that to say, I, I would be very surprised if somehow they were to fall out of where they're sitting right now. But um, I think they'll continue to stay on offense and, and close strong and probably be right in that top-10 range when it comes to national signing day. You'd have to believe. J.D., a follow-up on the amount of kids in the, in the portal. The, the other side of that is my other uh, question would be this then. Uh, the motivating factor for so many to go in to the transfer portal. Uh, do that many feel like they made a mistake with their original school or is the motivating factor, let's make a deal? Uh, when it comes to NIL, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think some of it probably is like, hey, I think, I think I'm worth this much. I think you can get more somewhere else. Um, and I guess like it comes when, when you know in, in any good game of poker, whenever you, whenever you don't have the hand you thought you did, you say, all right, I fold. I gotta, 
it's either like kind of like we were talking about a second ago. It's either just not make anything and, and not play period yeah. at the level I want to play at and drop down and, and just kind of go from there. Or you, you have to imagine you start to play the long game and say, all right, what, what does this look like in, in three years? We you know I probably do see myself having a chance to play in the NFL from a, you know, FBS caliber football player. That's probably on your list of, of aspirations. Um, is NIL money now what I'm not getting and, and what I'm not getting in development really worth, making the jump somewhere else. So, so yeah, I mean, I think when it comes to NIL, um, just making sure you have all of the right insight from the right people prior to jumping into the portal, because that seems to be a thing for a lot of these guys that, that do end up finding where they need to be at. Um, kind of knowing what, what your landing spots could look like uh, is, is obviously extremely, extremely crucial. So, yeah, I think at some point you do kind of have to fold and say, all right, this is my level. This is what I can get right now. Wish it was different, but we're going to kind of play the cards we're dealt. You know, J.D., uh, despite covering Miami, I, I did think Florida State got screwed by the college football playoff committee. I mean, I don't know what kind of a message it sends that a team can go undefeated, <laughs> win their conference, including winning your last two games without your starting quarterback, and then that's the reason why you don't get in. How did you feel about that decision, you know, to put in uh, Alabama and Texas and leave Florida State out? Were you surprised by it? Did you think that was the right call? Yeah, honestly, I felt two things. I think one, kind of similar to what you just echoed, I mean, you feel horrible for Florida State. Did everything they could do, exactly what you just said. You could, argue, you could argue a case that that's even more impressive as a team to win the ACC championship against a 10-win Louisville football team uh, with your third-string quarterback. Like, that should count for something. Um, and now at the exact same time, I'm kind of like, well, when it comes to best four teams, I probably do lean towards Alabama being one of those best four teams. And it's, it's not fair. It is definitely a no-win situation by the committee. But by nature, what Alabama did against the number one team in the country, I, I left Atlanta having watched that game in person feeling like, hey, I don't know what the committee's doing. That's probably the worst job in America right now to hold. Um, but overall, a, a Jordan Travis-less Florida State team may or may not you know, be uh, – be able to compete at the level that I think we would we would hope they would compete if they were putting that top four. So I'm kind of talking in circles here just because there really is no right answer. And uh, I think it was kind of a decision between uh, the fair thing and, in my opinion, the best thing, the fair thing to be, you know, you put an undefeated Power 5 conference champ in. That, that is the fair thing to do um, by, by nature of how Alabama's played since week two and since that game against USF. Uh, I think they probably are one of those those best four teams. So, that's kind of where I fall again. No, uh, no right answer from where I'm sitting, and you, you hate it for for the committee because that, that was their their last act they got to get before they disappeared into the night and we went to that 12 team playoff. Yeah, yeah. The way the, the way I see it is, um, they 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 took the easy way by saying we want the best four teams, but you know what? The NCAA basketball tournament doesn't always get the top four seeds. Sometimes it does. Sure. The final four is not always sure. the top four seeds. And I kind of feel like uh, Florida State earned their way in there. And I have got to give them uh, a great amount of respect for doing it in back-to-back games. First one is with the second-string quarterback, and the next one is with the third-string quarterback in a championship game. To me, that's a hell of an achievement. No, without question. I mean, I think that's 100% true. Um, I do think that the confidence level that you have in a team like Florida State, you know, if they were to match up with a team like Michigan or match up with the Texas or Washington, like I'm not. And the tough thing too is it's all hypothetical now, right? Like every slight 
you'd have against Florida State without Jordan Travis is based in this idea of, well, I think this is how it would go, which is just a horrible way to live yeah. here as we head into, you know, the, the top four teams. But, again, going on what you think it would, would look like, um, by nature of how Alabama played Georgia and how Michigan reacted when they saw they drew Alabama, um, I, I think that they did get it right. But I'm absolutely with you. Like, every single ounce of me feels like it was unfair, and um, you hate that for Florida State. There's, there's no way around it. J.D. Piquel has been our guest. J.D., you've been wonderful. Uh, how do our listeners follow you and uh, get all of your information? That's kind of you, man. I appreciate y'all having me on. I mean, any way you want it is, is how we have it for you, whether you enjoy audio content and want to see the podcast thing, you can type in the hard count with J.D. Piquel, wherever you get your podcast, and you can find us on there. And uh, we're live three times a week on the Aubrey YouTube channel at 11 a.m. Eastern. But either, either way, uh, we'll have – content for you around the clock uh, in short form video content as well on, on the Andre YouTube channel. So those are the best two spots. But again, y'all, I appreciate having me on. Uh, y'all do a tremendous, tremendous job and, and always a pleasure to get on and talk some ball with y'all. All right. Thanks. Uh, we'll talk to you uh, uh, after recruiting when, when this all shakes out and see who did what. But uh, again, thanks for being with us. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. J.D. Piquel with us. Dono, that was fun. That's By the way, you're on almost every day on Locked on Kane, so... Besides being on QAM, uh, tell our Hurricane audience how they can get more Hurricane information from you. Yeah, thanks so much, Joe. And this is probably our busiest time of year. Somehow this is busier than when they're actually playing games. Don't ask me why, but it just is that way. Uh, you can follow us uh, on X, formerly Twitter, at Locked On Canes. And that's where you find the show. YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, at Locked On Canes. And yeah, we are we are on every single day. And then sometimes if Miami does get a recruit or a transfer portal player, we do emergency episodes when necessary. So check us out there. Thanks, Joe. Thing I never understand about recruiting. I've been doing it for four years. This is the time of the year where everybody, oh, we got to have that guy. We got to have this guy. We got to have that guy. And then they get him. And about two weeks into it, oh, he stinks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, it, it, it's a lot like NFL draft coverage where, because, you know, there's a lot of speculation and there's a lot of hope and falling in love with somebody's tape and somebody's scouting reports. And listen, sometimes, obviously, uh, Ruben Bain, CeCe Maui Noah, for example, worked out really well this year and hopefully some of the uh, the players that come in for next year do the same well they have good young talent they got to supplement it with a quarterback and some other veteran players and as we heard with Maui Noah in our first segment when you have a veteran player like that which is something that Miami has been missing for years is always that leadership and that other guy you can look up to and I'll just wrap this up with uh, in the past when Miami was great they had two teams one that was playing and one that was developing and now you kind of play and develop at the same time. That's well said. And, yeah, there's going to be a lot of talent. And, and even some of the guys who were true freshmen this year that we didn't see as much are probably going to play bigger roles next year. I think about guys like Robbie Washington and Ray Ray Joseph and Chris Johnson at running back. So I think even some of the guys we didn't see so much this year are, are going to be, like you said, developing and playing next year. All right. Well, we'll listen to you a little bit later on today on hockey. Thanks for joining us here tonight. Thanks, Joe. My pleasure. All right, that's Alex Donald. When we come back, Jim Laranega joins us as we continue on the show.